What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 148. Amets here with B Pimp. B Pimp, what's up with you? I'm doing great. 48 is maybe the worst number we've done so far. The only one I could find was Nazi Muhammad when he was on the Bulls. Ooh, rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh how have there not been more players that have worn 48? There were a couple, but it was like people I had never heard of. And then I, there probably have been maybe more in the last couple of years. The articles I used to research this are from like 2020. Mm. So I always have to like individually check. Yeah. After well, that. But it's, yeah, I was shocked by that. It's not, it's, that's kind of like a number that you would think is 48 minutes in an NBA game. Wouldn't you want to match with that? Yeah. There, there's no player in the NBA. There's no Cal Ripken equivalent of plays 48 minutes every single game. Yeah. There needs to be one. I, that should be the goal of somebody. I feel like Alex Caruso, that fits within his, he would seem like a person who would do that. Except the Bulls limit his minutes because he's such a maniac that they don't want him to like yeah. burn he would, out. He would get injured at some point for sure. Yes. Um, well, folks at home, this is, if you're downloading this on the day that it's available, you'll note that it is Thanksgiving. Uh, if I sound a little bit under the weather, it's because I am a little bit. Mm. I think I, I think I've got the RSV. I never tested for it, but when I breathe out, it is what? like I have a kazoo in my throat. I can't explain it. What is RSV? Uh, I don't know what it stands for. It's like some kind of a respiratory flu type thing. Oh. Yeah, I think my kids had it, and then I think Maggie had it, and then I think I finally got it. Wow, it made its way around. So you're not thankful for that, but... Not thankful for that, but we got to talk about the things that we are thankful for. So that is our top five list. Before we get into that, if we're talking about Thanksgiving, of course, we're talking about food. Do you have a favorite thing, Brian, that you like to cook on Thanksgiving? I would say I don't make it. Lisa makes it. I could make it, but she makes it very well, so I don't. But there's a vegan sweet potato casserole that I really like. Ooh, I like that. What uh, what comes in it besides the sweet potatoes? It's like it's very basic. It's like sweet potatoes, vegan butter, and then you just add some like brown sugar to top it. And I think maybe like some other types of brown sugar, maybe in cinnamon, and it kind of like the top gets a little crusty. Ooh, it's I good. Like that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I think we're, I actually don't know what type of meat we're going to cook. It's just going to be the four of us. So turkey is, even the smallest turkeys, that's too much. Um, and we did a chicken last year, and I don't really want to do a chicken again. Maggie doesn't want beef. So it, it kind of leaves us limited. And what Maggie said, which I love, uh, she said, what about a duck? Oh, and I'm like, I would do a duck, but I've never, ever cooked a duck. So I don't, I don't know where to start. I mean, I can figure something out, but, uh, that'd be a little bit different. Hmm. Interesting. I was going to mention fish. Ooh, I don't think Maggie would want that. She doesn't eat I fish. Would, uh, she, she'll eat salmon if I cook it, but she's, she's never happy that I brought that home. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm possibly going to have some um, vegan hot dogs for Thanksgiving because I'm I'm left 
to my own devices to provide my protein because mm. for obvious reasons, I mean, my mom would do it, but I'm just like, it's easy enough for me to do it. Yeah. And I was looking at the options of, you know, fake meat at the Meyer last week. And I saw some vegan jumbo hot dogs. I might make like some fake Chicago style hot dogs for Thanksgiving. Have you had a vegan hot dog before? Nope. Never I'm had one. Just to how they are. Cause like I, at this point, impossible burgers and, uh, what are the other ones are like are beyond close beyond mm-hmm. yeah, pretty close to regular burgers, almost too close. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about the hot dogs. Never tried one of those. I'm, I'm, I'll let you guys know. Cause I'm leaning towards that. Also, I saw upside foods, which I think is Bay area based. They got a FDA approval for their lab grown chicken. Did you see that? No, I didn't. They're growing like chicken from an animal, like a chicken cell, and they take one and extrapolate it out and make artificially grown chicken from that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So is it? I mean, that still makes it vegan because you're not killing any. Correct. Animal. Yeah, I'm on board with that. My main concern about being vegan is is really the sustainability. So if they have a way to do that where they're not having to raise and kill animals like i'm not it's not a one-to-one i'd yeah. be like all right fair enough yeah no that's a good point uh all right we i've got a whiskey that i'm pretty excited about because at the top of the year and in our whiskey sessions to another sip uh ep and folks at home get that if you haven't we talked about we got to try more japanese whiskeys so i got one this is ey iwai Mars whiskey. Uh, I got it from a store in San Francisco. That was a pretty fancy liquor store. It was in the, uh, the Richmond neighborhood, which is if folks who don't know is on the West side of San Francisco, North of golden gate park. We had just come back from doing family photos at land's end. And we got Emily, your wedding photographer to do. Yeah. Fabulous. Looking forward to Emily's the best. She was great. And you know what? Her rates went like way, way up. Um, cause she's a good photographer and credit to her, but she still gave us the same rate from a couple of years ago. So she's good people. Good businesswoman. Yeah. So this is imported by Tokiwa imports, uh, in Sausalito, California, but it is a product of Japan. Uh, and specifically it is in Kagoshima. Uh, in Japan, the, well, sorry, that's where the head office is. The distillery is in Nagano, which you might remember from a winter Olympics, I think maybe 98 or something like that. You nailed it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to give this a, a, a sip. It is a twist off. It's 40% alcohol by volume. I'm curious to find out if this is a scotch adjacent Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Cause that is, that is what. Uh, not speaking English well today, but that's kind of what we learned about Japanese whiskeys is if they're like anything, they're kind of like scotch, which isn't Mm -hmm. generally my favorite type of whiskey. I'm not totally opposed to scotch, but, uh, not always my favorite. So we will see. It was a very reasonable price point. I will say for Japanese whiskey was the 750 milliliter bottle was, uh, I think it was like 36 or $37. Pretty good. And that was in San Francisco. So that means normally it probably is more like 30. Yeah. Given it a smell. Uh, my ability to smell is 
real poor right now. Uh, so doesn't smell like much. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a sip. This is, uh, you mentioned Sausalito. That's where the wonderful Rumors album by Fleetwood Mac was recorded. Oh. Sausalito, California. A little fun fact. Sausalito is a nice town. It's that first, for folks who don't know the Bay Area, you cross the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco, and that first right that you can make, that's Sausalito, California. Wonderful, right. beautiful part of the country up there. Got to get back up there. Yeah, it really is. That's one of the things I like about the Bay Area. Like Marin's a good example of it. Like you just take a bridge from the city and all of a sudden you're like almost in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Or like for us, we could go to the other side of the Oakland Hills in, you know, eight or 10 minutes and like my phone will stop working. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't know if that says more about how bad AT&T is or just how remote the area is, but <laughs> I'll let you decide. All right, second sip. Uh, it is, man, I gotta say, I. it's not doing anything in particular to me. It's not as smoky as I would expect a scotch to be, um, but not as full-bodied warming sensation as I would expect a bourbon to be. Okay. It does, I mean, you can tell the color is pretty light. Yeah. Uh, I've got it on the rocks. It is, yeah, not doing anything in particular to for me but i would also say in, in the more technical sense it's smooth i'll say one third sip and maybe i just need to get a little bit more in there to get a, a full sense of what it is do you notice anything i know this is hard to answer but can you tell in any way if your your um, sickness is impacting how you taste this or does it come through pretty clear still it probably is dulling my sense of taste a little bit okay because i either this whiskey is not strong or my sense of taste is dulled a little bit and it could be both but yeah. i'm willing to believe my sense of taste is dulled a little bit all right oof i gotta say i'm pretty torn on this oh okay I'm trying to give it, I'm thinking about giving it the benefit of doubt because I, I think a lot has to do with how I'm tasting things right now, but it's also just not doing a lot for me. That said, there's nothing, there's no sour notes that I'm detecting. And I don't mean like literally sour, but I'm not getting any kind of weird metallic taste. There's no odd aftertaste to it. You might be able to give it a provisional rating and then try it again in like, three episodes <laughs> you don't have a <laughs> um yeah i i don't know i almost want to do that but yeah. that feels like such a cop-out for me to no do. i think never done it no but i think you could still give it the rating and the rating will stand but there is the we're leaving an open door basically like if you yeah. feel if this if you know if, if we hang up today from our landline phones that we record the podcast on. Yeah. If we hang up and you, it's bothering you and you're like, you know, I really don't know if this was the, or if you taste it again after you're recovered fully and you feel like it's totally different or something, we could always like revisit it. Yeah. I'll send you a fax. Let yes. me know if I've made a mistake or not. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it on the smooth train. The smooth train is going to travel from station to station. Once it gets to that next station, we'll decide if it needs to get off or not. 
Okay, that's fair. I like it. All right, so for right now, why Mars whiskey? Go ahead and try it, but it's on the smooth train for now. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, I can watch that movie again. Yeah, I want to go back. One of my pastimes now is watching movies I liked when I was a teenager to see if they still if they make me cringe or if they're still like okay to watch. Yeah, we just watched Nope last night. How was that? Um, it was okay. Mm. I'll be honest. I, I think it's my least favorite of Jordan Beale's three movies. Got it. I still have that one on my list. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm a fan it's, of his previous work. I, I think it's still worth watching. I I feel like uh, it's kind of long for what it is. Okay. I could, definitely could have cut 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of it. Uh, but that's sometimes what happens when these like writer-directors get more and more popular. They're less edited. Yeah, see the career of Judd Apatow. Exactly. Like, Get Out is a tight 90 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that movie like does it all, and then it's done. It keeps uh, me keeps me engaged. Yeah, but Nope was something like 2 hours and 10 or 15 minutes. It's a little too long for that kind of movie. Hmm. Uh, all right. Again, folks at home, it's Thanksgiving. Might be a little after Thanksgiving for you, but we're talking about the top five things that we are thankful for. Was there any theme of your list, Brian, or is it just kind of all over the place? The theme for me is, I want to say before we get into it, my family, friends, close acquaintances, people that I appreciate in life. This is not, no one, no person or family or like thing that I take for granted like that, where it's just, you know, that you would be on the list. I didn't include that stuff. So mine yeah. is everything but that basically. <laughs> and for me, it's the same thing. Like I didn't include friends and family, maybe not for the same, like more altruistic reason that you did, but more because like they're lucky to have me in their lives. Excellent point. Yeah. They're on, you're on their list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. But, but yeah, we both agreed before the, the podcast that we would not include friends and family because of course they would be at the top. Yes. And then if we did do that, then we have to like figure out how to rank how thankful we are for different people. And then we're just, this podcast just becomes like a impetus for many fights. <laughs> yeah. Like which of my two kids do I put first? I mean, Elena, but still, right. I don't want Malcolm to listen to this later. Exactly. You yeah. know, they're going to exhaustively check out all of the podcasts. So oh, how could they not? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. These are our top five things we are thankful for. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, Brian, what's your number five? My number five is something I think you'll appreciate. It's the Nintendo Switch. Ooh, yeah. I know you were putting this on your list, so I didn't put it on mine, but this could very easily be a double dip. I think it's funny because it is, I don't know how old now. It's been out for at least, what, like six, seven years, probably. Because we got ours. Oh, you know what? I was going to say we got ours before we moved to Chicago, but that's actually not true. Yeah, you're probably right, though. I think it's a, at least about that amount of time. Yeah, and I got I got one. I got the Switch Lite or whatever the handheld only version is first, and I liked it, but I felt like I thought I was doing the smart thing because I wanted like more for a handheld experience, but not having the option to play it on a TV with like a 
I got the pro controller, um, really like dampened it for me. So eventually we got, I got another one, like I got a full switch and then I got, um, that controller, which is really excellent. And then just recently I got a Sega replica controller and a super Nintendo replica controller oh. which are on their way to me in the mail. And I can't wait. Cause I want to play like those games with the, um, like the old controller, but they're like Bluetooth enabled and stuff. So it's pretty sweet. That's nice. I really like the super Nintendo controllers. Yeah. They're great. Something about just like the rounded edge, four buttons, two trigger, but like that's, that's like the right amount of buttons to me. Yeah. I want to play through like super Mario world and stuff, but I'm waiting till that comes to do it the right way. Yeah. Nintendo switch is great. It's helped me on, uh, especially when I was, I mean, I'm starting to do work travel again, but especially when I did it like a lot before the pandemic, having that for the airplane was just so nice. Yeah. It's got a really great library of games and the UI is pretty slick. It's just a very well made and pretty awesome system. I think. Yeah. I say that also, I really only played two games on it. I mean, we have a few other games that we've played like, well, we've played them, but only for a short amount of times for like replaying games. It is Zelda and a basketball game. Right. So for me right now, that's NBA 2K22. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Great. Number five. My number five is that even when they're kind of bad and they're not doing great right now, the Warriors are a fun team to watch and I can watch every game. That's great. That's an excellent thing to have in town yeah it is really nice when local teams are enjoyable to watch i'm feeling like the part of the reason i fell out of love with baseball is because the white Sox have just been so uninspired in the in recent years and i'm just like i don't want to watch it that happened with me too in baseball like i mean you know like it's been broadcast nationally enough that the mariners went 21 years without making the playoffs mm-hmm. the longest stretch in all of the four major sports. Yeah. So like that'll do it. But even the Warriors, even when they're kind of not that great now, you get a good Steph Curry game. Who cares? Uh-huh. Man. And you get and I like their approach. They're trying to build their team with like some draft picks that they're trying to develop at the same time as like keeping their veterans out there. So mm-hmm. it's like interesting to see how they're balancing that. It's a very it's a very interesting team and it's a team that I would feel comfortable rooting for. Cause I think Steve Kerr is like a respectable person and like whoever runs the team, it seems like they're pretty much fine as far as super rich people go. So I don't know. Yeah. They spend and spend and spend on salaries. Yeah. I like, they go so far into luxury tax. I think more than, more than any other team, but the owners right. are fine with doing it. Um, and you know, Maggie likes them too, because of Steve Kerr and the Bulls connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always liked him growing up and you never know when Draymond's going to like punch somebody in the face. I mean, they they keep you on the edge of the seat. That's right. Yeah. There's drama of all different kinds. Definitely. All right. What's your number four? My number four is blue cross and blue shield of Illinois. And this may sound strange because I've talked about before how much I hate insurance, uh-huh. but I switched finally to Lisa's insurance from my shitty 
insurance that I had through my job. And it's been such a breath of fresh air to like get things just covered without, without issue. I pay co-pays. Like I don't have to worry about it. My, my old insurance was so, was such trash. And now I get blue cross blue shield. It's just except everywhere. Like you pay, you know what you're paying. It's so much easier to use. Blue cross blue shield is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm anti all the health insurance establishment, but yeah. Uh, what did you have? Did you have like a, an HMO before or just a crappy PPO? It was an HMO and it was bull. It was like for, a I work for a company that's multinational billion dollar revenue, like gigantic corporation. And you'd think McDonald's. either they, yeah, you'd think either they give us good insurance and make us pay for it or give us bad insurance and not make us pay very much. But we kind of paid a lot for shitty insurance. So I'm just like, this is terrible. I, yeah. <laughs> I think for HMOs, companies should honestly be making those free or next to free. Yeah, really. My company, I'll give it credit. I, I do have an HMO, but in California, the HMO is Kaiser. And I think like, Kaiser has its faults, but for an HMO, I think it's quite good. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's free for me. And actually it's, uh, yeah, I'll give my company credit. I think I pay like, everybody's on it. And I think I pay like $50 a paycheck for a family of four. That's yeah, that's good. And do you find that it stuff does get covered? Like I know I, you always have to pay a percentage of things for, with insurance, but do you feel like it's decent enough? Yes. Stuff gets covered. The only area where it sucks and it really sucks in this area is mental health. Mm. They, uh, I did this where I did get a therapist through them but it's, it's a very, um, I forget what the word for it is like outcomes based therapy or something like that. I forget what the term is, but they will only let you have it for eight weeks and they will, they can extend you up to four more weeks. So I had this therapist for 12 weeks and that's it. Wow. Yeah. That does stink. Yeah. I tend to, I mean, I've had four therapists, I think in my life. And I've only really had most of them for about 12 weeks. So maybe oh. that's my ending point anyway, but okay. that's fair. But still it's weird to like, not have that option. Like that, yeah. that's the area where Kaiser is like really terrible. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, okay. My number four is bringing it back to the podcast, but all the different whiskeys out there. Yeah. Man, are there, there are a lot. I'm sorry, but we're 148 episodes in and there are still thousands of whiskeys we have not tried. Yeah, we could never, we could have a daily podcast. And if we survived long enough, we still would never make a dent at all the whiskeys. I would not survive long enough. <laughs> yeah. My liver would say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of different whiskeys and a lot of really good whiskeys. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I love it. It's so much fun to go out and just look at, at the sea of them when you're trying to pick one for mm -hmm. reviewing or just for sipping, but it's great. Exactly. All right. What's your number three? My number three is Chicago bears quarterback, Justin Fields. I gotta say my, uh, my friend Dan is a huge fan of Justin Fields too. Yeah. People I've been optimistic about him. Yeah. I've been on the, the train since the beginning. It feels so good to have survived through all of the crap he had to go through with our bad old coaching regime and then like the first month of the season when they were still trying to figure out what to do and now they've they've unlocked what he can do and it's like every time you turn on the game 
Like I got up and got excited and clapped multiple times over the last couple of weeks at the Bears, and I cannot remember the last time that that would have happened in life. Like it's just, it's so great to see somebody that has this kind of skill. Yeah, for the Bears. No, that is great to see. I, I mean, for the Seahawks, like they have been much better than expected this year. Geno Smith, Smith has been much better than expected, but I'm also not like feeling like Geno Smith is our future. I think he is. I think you got to ride that. Gino. <laughs> he, I'm not kidding. He's How been old awesome. Is he He's 32. Okay. Well, he can't really be our future. Well, he could be for the next couple of years. Yeah. I feel bad saying this. I love Russell Wilson sucking. I can't. Oh, he's just so corny. And I... that should actually have been my, and possibly my number one. I should, I'm going to have to make it an honorable mention now, but I am thankful for how bad he is. And I just He's so bad. I really never thought it was all Pete's Carroll's fault that like, like you got to unleash Russell. Like, I, I don't know. No, I get now. I can see it. It's so clear after watching him go there and what was happening and then how happy the whole Seahawks team is now. They're just ecstatic. Like, yeah. No, Gino's been great. I gotta yeah. say. Uh, all right. My number three is the Mariners went to the playoffs and are good again. Yeah. And they just made another trade for another bat, which they sorely need. Hey, Oscar. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm feeling good about them this season. I know last season I said they were going to go to and win the world series, which obviously they didn't do. But the fact that they made the playoffs at all, I'm, I'm feeling good about them. Yeah. I think they have a good, um, it seems like they have excellent management and they've made shrewd moves and they kind of seem to understand that you got to just get as many cracks at the, or as many bites at the apple as you can. They know that yep. like once you get into the playoffs, it's kind of a crapshoot. So they're trying to just have like sustained success, which is the way to go. It really is a crapshoot baseball playoffs. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately they uh, got the more crap end of that this time. Yeah, they did. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next year. All right. What's your number two? My number two is Gen Z. All right. I'll explain why. It's because I think they're keeping us from more of a disaster in this country. <laughs> yeah, because the fair. younger the younger you look at like demographics for voting and stuff, the more left they go. So it's kind of helping to balance the dying off population that seems to want like Mussolini era in Italy as our current state of affairs. So yeah, I say let 12 year olds vote. <laughs> yeah. We need that. Honestly, <laughs> like as soon as they're born, give them a vote. Like, let's go. That's what we need. I, I, if they have to exist in this world. Yeah. So yeah, let them vote. I, I've never been more thankful. I've, I appreciate you. I don't understand TikTok, but I very much appreciate you. So this is to all the Gen Zers out there. Yeah, I'm not going to get TikToks. But as long as no one makes me get the TikToks, then I'm okay with it. Yep. I agree. All right. I second that. They are keeping us afloat in, in that department. My number two uh, is that in the Bay Area, I can take my kids on numerous trains. Cable cars, San Francisco. We got streetcar, light rail, heavy rail, commuter rail, Amtrak, the little train at Fairyland. There's also a little train at the Oakland Zoo and the Tilden, which is uh, in Berkeley, the steam train there. 
So many train options. Elena loves them all. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and if ever, if ever I feel like I don't know what to do with the kids, just find a train. <laughs> do they like songs with train in the title, like train in vain by the clash? Have you tried that out? Uh, no, I haven't tried that. Maybe I should, uh, let them listen to smooth train Ooh. from whiskey sessions too. I can't remember how many swears are in that song. Probably a few. It's a great song though. You know what's funny that Elena did the other day? I'll, I'll keep this story short. I said, I don't remember what I said. Something to the effect of move all this crap. And then she said to me, like, move all this stuff. I'm like, excuse me? I mean, yes, I should have said that. Oh. She's only three years old. <laughs> how did she know? First of all, how did she know that crap? Because I don't say that a lot. I don't think is like a corollary for stuff. I think I, I she's so surprised. going to be running the country in pretty short order. She seems like a very smart young lady. She is going to be running on a platform of getting orange juice for dinner every night. And I'm nervous <laughs> because she doesn't wear, wear a pull-up to sleep anymore. And that's just asking for it. <laughs> orange juice for everyone, no matter what time of day. Yeah, she's working hard. She's been without a pull-up for uh nighttime for the last week and she is four for seven for not wetting the bed hey baseball that would be great i was gonna say yeah she'd be a hall of yeah. famer yeah free throws not so good but still not bad overall yeah let's get personal score pretty good <laughs> pretty good <laughs> uh all right what's your number one my number one is actually funny that we talked about this a little bit but therapy Great call. Don't yeah. get Kaiser. No, yeah. That's why I was interested in that when you were bringing it up because I feel like that is the number one thing that we need more of and easier access to for everyone and removing the stigma around it. I've, my life has been so much improved since I started going as like a young adult. So I just want everybody to know that. Therapy is definitely a great thing. And it doesn't even, you don't even necessarily have to be in a, tough moment in your life or like go through a tough event. Although I have found it helpful for that purpose as well, mm -hmm. but it's just great to have that outlet every week or every other week or however often you go. Yeah. I still, I'm at the point now where I like, cause like you said, it's perfect. I think it's important for just maintenance. It's like preventative maintenance. I look at mm -hmm. it as, so I go like once a month, honestly, but it's even that like once a month, just, having like you said you get to kind of address things that maybe like stick with you that you can't resolve on your own or if you need help with like how to think about a certain thing that you know is inhibiting like how you live day to day you have somebody like a professional to work through that kind of stuff with and everybody has that so it's really important yeah i will say i only like therapists that validate what i already think and not <laughs> ones that challenge me okay that's yeah that's a good point that's like, why you i said you pay you to challenge me <laughs> exactly Jeez, Louise, some of these people <laughs> i actually had one therapist that it's not her fault she was she's kind of older um and i saw her like late on friday afternoons which she even said at the beginning was like not her most ideal time to do therapy but that's mm -hmm. all i had and uh she would just like sometimes yawn 
during the sessions. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. I have had that. I will say that that's true. You got to find, you got, you got to find somebody that you're, you're compatible with and make, don't be afraid to like make a change because it's within your rights to make a change. Like absolutely all the people out there. Um, all right. My number one, and this is sometimes my own personal therapy, if I'm being honest, uh, especially like in the middle of a tough work day, if I'm at home, but it is having a piano in the house. Mm. I think the best decision we made during the pandemic, I mean, maybe there are other good decisions in there, but just having that, have it not be a keyboard. I mean, electronic keyboards are great. They can have weighted keys, which helps but they are just not the same thing as a piano. And yeah, that's amazing. I love our piano. Um, I'm almost certain it's going to go through our floor at some point, but just that it's there in the middle of the house is just, I love playing it. Yeah. And do you think that when you play it, do you think that has, will influence like Elena and Malcolm to be more interested in music possibly too? I hope so. I mean, I don't want to push them into particular things. Like I definitely would at some point want to sign them up for some kind of music lessons. And I, I think it should be like guitar or piano. Mm -hmm. Most, I mean, I love other instruments, but I just think as a starting point, those two are the best. Okay. If they want to play something else ridiculous later in life, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't think it'd be like recorder. It's not even a real instrument. Guitar. Yeah, guitar <laughs> lessons. Actually, that's a good combination of guitar and piano. Maybe I would hey, encourage that. Start them on guitar. Yeah. But I think the fact that I started with piano made picking up the guitar much easier because I just understood the way the notes were. Mm -hmm. um, and I had like really limited lessons in guitar. I, I probably had uh, like eight total ever. And I'm not a good guitarist, but like, I can play it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely recommend one of those two instruments. I think it works the other way too. You could probably go from guitar to piano. Maybe piano is the best one to start out with, although it's not like necessarily, I think the coolest for kids. Uh, no, but, but the foundation yeah. you're saying, yeah. that's like important. That's what I wish I would have. I wish I would have done that and, or like started another language early on. Because that would, I feel like if you get that in your brain early enough, like it makes it so much easier to build on it and actually have success with it. Totally. And if one of the kids wanted to start with drums, I'd be fine with that too. That'd be fun. Yes. Uh, that would be, be super awesome. loud in our house though. I think we'd have to like put a shed on the side of our house and put the drums in there. Yeah. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Just uh, Russ Wilson being a disaster and all the cringeworthy moments from this year. His Subway commercial. Have you seen a Subway commercial for the Dangerous? Sandwich? No. Look, Google that after we're done today. It's a treat. It looks like he's holding someone hostage and, and threatening them. Like, that's his vibe in this commercial. Well, he's just sitting there. It's like ASMR. He's like eating the sandwich and then chewing a lot and then saying all this weird stuff. He's just a strange individual. He really is. That's a great one. Uh, mine are that there's like farmer's markets everywhere. That's the other thing. If I can't find a good train, just find a farmer's market. We'll go there. Yeah. Uh, upcoming Godzilla movies on the horizon. Recent announcements that not only is there expected to be a Japanese Godzilla movie in 2023, 
but then another American one in 2024. So Godzilla heads out there were covered. Uh, having an avocado tree, the show Bluey, which Elena loves and I can totally tolerate, and Citalopram, which I thought wasn't really doing anything for me, but then I forgot to take it for three days when I went on a quick trip. And I was like, man, this third day, I just like feel like shit. And I don't know why. So maybe it is doing something. What is that? An antidepressant. Oh, okay. So Uh, yeah, I would think that would be an excellent thing to be thankful for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, folks at home, this, I'm so used to saying this, that we have a Twitter feed and we have an email address. We actually no longer have a Twitter feed. None of that stuff anymore. It's gone. I love Uh, it. So. Don't hit us up on our Twitter feed. Instead, email us whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. If you've got things that you're thankful for, go ahead and hit us up there. Uh, but we got to get to your emails for this episode. So let's get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've got an email that says, Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving. If one's got to go, which is it? Mashed potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin pie, or cranberry sauce? And this is from Arlo in Culver City, California. I would say stuffing because I never liked it. Stuffing can be hit or miss for sure. Uh, I've seen my dad get a, a impressive case of food poisoning from eating stuffing from inside a turkey. So I don't think I would ever trust stuffing from inside a turkey again. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's cranberry sauce. I don't need that. I don't, yeah, like I don't want that either. either. Yeah. I don't know what the appeal is of that. I don't, I truly don't understand it. No. Uh, all right. What do you uh, got in the old email inbox? If we got an email from Derek in Delaware, he says, dear whiskey sessions with Thanksgiving uh, here, I've been experimenting with a whiskey battered Turkey. My first attempt failed because I shoved the entire bottle up there and the glass became one with the Turkey. I'm no dummy. So next time I poured the bottle into a plastic jug and shoved that in, but then we just got a half plastic, half meat stew. Finally, I cooked a whole tub full of whiskey with shreds of Turkey thrown in. I feel like I'm getting warmer. Any tips? Uh, that sounds so terrible. Just a, just a big thing of whiskey with turkey chunks. <laughs> he likes that better than the other ones. I guess it's maybe that one at least is edible. Technically it yeah. doesn't have plastic or glass in it. That's probably the Delaware state food. <laughs> I, yeah. It's I called drunken know. turkey soup. <laughs> drunken turkey soup. <laughs> How would you like appropriately infuse a turkey with whiskey. I don't know if it could be done because I feel like wouldn't we hear about that being done? There's got to be something about how whiskey cooks that would make it. Yeah. Or it's just gross probably so that nobody wants to do it. I don't know. Except I mean, for could, you, could you put whiskey in the basting juices? Like would that even work or be good? That's what I'm wondering. We got to have a I test see- kitchen here like we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey test kitchen. Uh, all right. Great email. Again, folks at home, if you want to email us, it's whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com and we'll read your email on a future episode, but that does it for our Thanksgiving special spectacular. What we're thankful for episode. Be pimp. You got any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with as they go sit down for Thanksgiving dinner. Don't put a glass bottle in a Turkey. 
don't do it, you're asking for it. Uh, all right. Until next time, this is Amat saying peace out. And B-Pimp saying gobble gobble. Gobble gobble.